0: This is information not being reported by anyone else. You want the scoop? Here it is with Darren Doogie Wolfson. This hump day heading into a holiday weekend brings you Scoop Podcast episode 148. I sat down with Gophers Athletics Director Mark Coyle earlier this week. I will play back that conversation. Plus I was at Vikings OTA workouts on Wednesday. This is session one this week. The rookies were on the field on Monday. Then the veterans took the field on Tuesday. Then the media was granted access for the first time on Wednesday. So lots going on with the Vikings and there's always something going on with the Wolves so we'll get to them and whatever else pops up I may also do a podcast later this week with Twins GM Thad Levine so instead of going 40 or 45 minutes in this episode or even 35 minutes I may make this a shorter edition although the coil conversation goes for a good 18 minutes but I may save some twin stuff for the next episode with Thad Levine. In her guest booking I had a commitment with the ESPN affiliate radio affiliate. In Sioux Falls on Wednesday afternoon at four oh five, the twins game against Detroit ended. The twins lost. Thad called me when he got into the car. He said, Hey, are you ready to record? I said, Hey, I'm two minutes away from this commitment that I said I would do. So let's figure out a different time. He was on his way to an event with his kids. So he was rushing back to the West Metro and when I connected with him after the interview in Sioux Falls he said, Hey, let's plan on Thursday or even Friday. So I will aim to tape something with Thad Levine later this week. I am in the office the next handful of days. We'll start Start with Vikings Notes. They are brought to you by Skull Marketing, Skullmarketing.com online or 612 787 skol Skull Marketing is an online marketing organization that focuses on growing your business and your online presence. They assist your business growth through education and seminars on web presence, what that means, and how it can help your business grow. Skull Marketing is run by two former Google employees, so they want to help the little guys kick some serious ass. That's what Skull Marketing does. They want to help, in particular small business owners now if you're a larger business owner they can help you too when it comes to social media management online marketing and so many other tentacles so many other areas they are here to help your business make more money think about utilizing Skull Marketing online skollmarketing.com or call them for a free 30 minute consultation 612-787-SKOLL you can't beat that free 30 minute consultation 612-787-SKOLL the number one question I've been asked on Twitter this week is are the Vikings going to pursue free agent linebacker Michael Kendricks, the older brother of current Vikings linebacker, Eric Kendricks. As of Wednesday afternoon, the Vikings are not one of the many teams to inquire about Michael Kendricks's services. Not to say that they won't. We'll see. But as of Wednesday afternoon, no Vikings interest shown in Michael Kendricks. Also, I've been asked a lot about Richie Incognito. The story came out from TMZ on Wednesday morning he had a run in we're not quite sure if he was arrested or if it was just him being brought in for a mental evaluation but anyway somebody close to incognito told me he would be surprised if incognito played again i know there is the tony sperano connection i can also tell you there's no way that it's universal in the egan practice facility among the front office the coaches where they are saying hey let's bring in incognito yes they could use some guard help but does his personality fit in in that locker room so i would be surprised at this point, very surprised if the Vikings went the incognito route. The Vikings starting offensive line on Wednesday at OTAs had Riley Reef at left tackle, Mike Remmers at right tackle, Tom Compton and Danny Isidora at the two guard spots, and Nick Easton at center. Remember, Easton had foot surgery going back a few months, but he has been cleared. He is good to go. Pat Elfline had a very similar surgery, so he is not taking part in OTAs. But word is he is not that far from participating. So come training camp or even maybe mid-June, the mandatory mini camp, Pat line should be fine. Dalvin Cook was able to do some stuff. Kyle Rudolph did some stuff. Anderson Deho did not have a helmet on Wednesday. Everson Griffin did not have a helmet on Wednesday. So those guys are dealing with some minor injuries, nothing that's significant. This is not the same injury to Griffin that he experienced last year with plantar fasciitis, you know, the heel injury. So, everything's okay. I mean, everybody likes to overreact because it's the Vikings, but it is only May 23rd. Everything will be fine, but there were a number of players, Mac Brown also and Laquan Treadwell, that sat out team drills on Wednesday. The headline from Wednesday, I'm burying the lead, is Anthony Barr was a no-show. Now, he went to head coach Mike Zimmer to tell him, hey, I won't be here this week. Yes, Zimmer would not admit to this, but I can tell you here on the Scoop Podcast, yes, it is a statement about his contract, Anthony Barr entering the final year of his deal. Plus, there is, heck, any number of injury risks. We just saw the tight end from the Chargers lost for the season, torn ACL, any number of guys get hurt at these workouts. So if you're entering a contract year, if you're playing for a bigger contract, I can see where Barr and his camp are coming from. Why risk injury? It remains to be seen, though, if Barr will show up for the mandatory minicamp come mid-June. By the way, no progress as of now on any sort of Anthony Barr contract extension. I'm told no progress on a Dino Hunter contract extension and to Stephon Diggs contract extension, but the Vikings continue to have dialogue with all the agents for those players. By the way, I should note that Barr doesn't have any sort of workout bonus in his fifth-year option at just above $12 million, so I'm telling you, there's no incentive whatsoever in his world to put his body at injury risk. We've seen so many OTA injuries across the league, it doesn't make sense. As far as I can tell, he's still training In the Twin Cities. So we'll see for the mandatory minicamp. But my hunch is Zimmer and Barr are pretty much on the same page. I would be surprised if Barr doesn't take part in the mandatory minicamp come mid June. But again, no contract extension is remotely close. All it takes is one new phone call, one new offer. But as of earlier in the day, taping this on Wednesday late afternoon, the 23rd of May, nothing is close on an Anthony Barr contract extension. By the way, Rashad Hill was dealing with a minor injury. He was a full go on Wednesday, but because of that, they had Remmers at first team right tackle, but it is possible next week we see Remmers playing some guard with Hill as the first team right tackle. They are still trying to figure out where to put Mike Remmers. Will he be right guard or right tackle? All right, let's get to Gophers Athletics. I sat down with Athletic Director Mark Coyle on Monday. I spent a good half hour with him, a little off-camera, and a bunch on-camera. Here is my on-camera conversation with the Gophers boss. I mean, we're sitting in this palace, the Athletes' Village. You think about, what is it, five championships going back to the fall? What, four Big Ten, Gophers women's hockey wins at WCHA. So five championships total. Yep. You think about some of the positive momentum with some of your revenue sports. I mean, is this as good a time? as there's been since you took over, what, about two years ago?
1: Well, you know, uh, first off, it's hard to believe it's been two years. You know, it's gone so quickly. And, do and, and you've heard me talk all the time. What, what really attracted me and my family to Minnesota was this is a great place, and we feel like this place has uh, unlimited potential. And I think the success you've seen, I think we've had 13 different teams win conference championships over the past five years, so we have a very broad-based success. Uh, You throw in Athletes Village, this new facility uh, has been phenomenal for our student-athletes. It's great to see the reaction of our students, to see the reaction of our coaches and our staff. And so I think uh, there's a lot of positive things going on, uh, but I think if you talk to our staff, you talk to our students, our coaches, uh, they'll tell you we want more. We want to continue to build on the foundation that's in place, and, and continue to do things the right way and make uh, not only this institution but the state proud of what we're doing in Gopher Athletics.
0: Are you convinced that there is more, that you guys are nowhere near your ceiling?
1: Uh, that's how I'm wired. Yeah, that's how I'm wired. You know, uh, I heard Coach Fleck uh, a few weeks ago, as you know, we do our Gopher road trip, and a few mm-hmm. weeks ago we talked about on that road trip how you know people sometimes want to keep Minnesota in the corner, uh, and, and we don't want to be in the corner anymore. We want to come out. We want to compete, uh, and, and as I said before, We have a very broad-based program, there's no doubt. I mean, as you know, we're ranked seventh in the country right now in the Director's Cup. We have lots of success. Um, And I think Athletes Village, uh, this puts us out of the corner in the neighborhood with our peers in the Big Ten and nationally, and and we don't want to shy away from that. We want to compete at a high level in all 25 sports.
0: What makes you most proud? I mean, is it seventh in, in those standings? Is it all the academic success? I mean... As you go to bed at night, what, what makes you most proud about this athletic department?
1: Uh, you know, what I'm most excited about is the people. You know, Dewey, we, we have almost 300 full-time staff over 700 student athletes Uh, and what I've learned in my two years here is we have phenomenal people Uh, we have people who care a great deal about making sure we provide a great experience for our student athletes we have staff and people who want to make sure we do everything we can to support our coaches let them compete at a high level Uh, so I think the thing that uh, I'm most proud of is that I get to work with unbelievable people I get to be around phenomenal student athletes every day and and that's been uh, in my opinion what makes Minnesota special is we have really good people here.
0: What disappoints you? I mean, There has to be something that disappoints you. What disappoints you? Uh,
1: we can't be all things to all people. And, and what I mean by that is, obviously, uh, our department is very public, right? And, and we have lots of success. We do things uh, uh, what we feel like at a high level. Uh, but there's always people who are questioning how you do it, why you do it, why aren't you doing it this way. And, and it's not that it disappoints me, but I see those as opportunities for us to take in that input, to learn from that input, and try to implement in what we're trying to do long term, which is provide a great experience for every student that touches our program.
0: Yeah, I mean, expand it. I mean, I would think you would welcome some of that input. You yeah, you know, everybody holding hands, singing Kumbaya. Yeah,
1: and and you've heard me talk to you before. I've been very open about. It. We don't have all the answers. You know, I, I love when people give us feedback. You know, th- this past weekend we had an open house for Athletes mm-hmm. Village, uh, where people could come in and tour the facility, and you know, just hearing from those people and the input they gave us, those were valuable. You know, and and, and that's great information. You know, I, I had one person come up to me about our season tickets and talk to me about how we do our season tickets, and that's good input. And I can tell you, first thing I do on uh, Sunday morning. Shoot an email off to my ticket staff, you know. Hey, what if we did this for season tickets? You know, so we do welcome that input, and that's how you get better. You know, I think sometimes we can be so far down the weeds day-to-day that you do need an outside perspective, and we do welcome those comments and that feedback.
0: Specifically, what was that fan's issue with the season
1: tickets? Well, they, they were a multi-sport season ticket holder, okay. and they talked about um, our Gopher Loyalty Program. As, you know We created a new Gopher yep. Loyalty Program in providing different access points, and mm-hmm. how do we reward those season ticket holders in different sports. Obviously, they have a, a unique interest in those specific sports, yeah. and we could we provide more access points to some of those sports, which was, which was well-said and well-stated and something we needed to hear.
0: So. Is it six coaching hires out of twenty-one sports since you've been here in two years?
1: Is yeah, right? yep, yeah, yeah. We've we've been very that busy just blows there. blows my mind. Though. Yeah, it, does it, it, it blow your mind? Uh, it's nuts. It, it really is. Uh, but but it, it's it's given us it's it's been a blessing because it's given us an opportunity to go out and hire new people to add to the great people we already have here. Um, and you know, I, I can tell you, uh, Doogie that. Uh, You know, when we go through these processes each time, you know, every time I meet with the students, we talk about finding the best fit for them in our program and helping us best long-term decision and and I truly feel like the coaches that we brought in here, the coaches that are here uh, you know, they don't see Minnesota as a transitional school, they see it as a destination Uh, that's very important to me is that we find people who don't see this as a transition to another job they see this as a destination as a place they want to be and so through all that transition it's been good because we found people that want to be here they want to be here long-term and then when you throw in Athletes Village, you throw in the support from our fans, from our president,
0: from our board Uh, it makes it an attractive place to Be. Not that you're looking at fire coaches, but is there a sense of enjoyment? I mean, how much do you enjoy these coaching searches? Uh,
1: you know, there. I made a comment the other day. Uh, I worry about everything. I, I really do. I mean, I, I worry about the small things. But with the coaching searches, you know, Doogie, as you know, when I left here in 2005, I had a chance to go to Kentucky for seven years and, and work with Mitch Barnhart. Mm-hmm. And in my, yeah, opinion, yeah. in my opinion, the top athletic director in the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only is he the top athletic director in the country, he's my best friend. You know, Mitch and I talk. Multiple times oh, okay. a week. I didn't and you was your best yeah, okay. he, he and I spent a lot of time nice. together, and and you know, Mitch came up here this fall, spent time with our staff, talked mm-hmm. to our staff, which was invaluable for our staff and our coaches to see. Uh, but, but Mitch put me in situations at Kentucky where I could learn. Uh, how to do coaching searches, and, and I had a chance at Kentucky to, on the outside to watch how they did those basketball searches. And you know, Rob Bones, who's the AD at Oregon, very successful athletic director in at Oregon. He's the chair of the College Football Playoff Committee this year. He's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Rob was on staff with us at Kentucky, so you know, I've been trained by really good people. So when we have to do coaching searches, I feel really, really prepared because uh, I always try to keep lists. I try to keep those lists updated. So when you have those searches, uh, I always try to operate with a sense of urgency because. The students on that team are going through some anxious moments, right, because they just lost their head coach. Mm -hmm. Recruiting never stops. So you've got to move quickly and efficiently to find the best fit. So, again, when we do those searches, I just feel really prepared.
0: What I love more than anything is you don't waste money on on a search firm. I mean, so many schools do. Like professional teams do.
1: Yeah, well, you know, the the search firms, it's ironic because I know all of them, uh, and and I'm grateful for search firms. A search firm placed me here in Minnesota, you know, and and I know all those search firms, and, and again, they do wonderful work. uh, But I just feel like the lessons I learned at Kentucky that if you don't need to utilize a search firm for a specific search, don't use them. You know, and I'm the AD. Uh, I was hired to hire head coaches. Uh, I fully understand and get that if our coaches are successful, awesome. If they're not successful, it reflects on me. Uh, that's what we signed up for. I get it. Uh, so we just haven't had to use the search firms for our coaching hires at this point because we felt like we haven't needed them. Uh, that may change down the road. I never know. But right now we feel really good with what we've done and how we've operated.
0: Two of the search... Searches resulted in Lindsay Whalen and Bob go on on Bob and we'll get to Lindsay in a second. I Me mean, were just with him on the road trip. I mean did you learn anything about him that you didn't know spending those two days around him or, you know, any number of times you've been around him the last handful of weeks?
1: Well, you know, uh, I talk a lot about low ego, high output. Uh, I love to be surrounded by people who have great humility, and, and that's Bob Mosco uh, in a nutshell. You know, and I can tell you, you know, when, when Bob and I were here from 2001 to 5 we were here the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have much interaction, but I was around him enough to know what he was like. And when we did our hockey uh, coaching search, again, being prepared, uh, I had done my homework on Bob and and knew who he was and knew what he was about. And and what I tell people about Bob is you know, we have a press conference on Friday or on Thursday, introducing him as our new head hockey Mm -hmm. coach. Friday morning, he's recruiting. You know, everybody told me he's a relentless recruiter. Uh, he loves to be in the rinks. He loves to evaluate talent. He loves to bring students on the campus. And as you know, dude, that's the background of any program. You've got to be able to get the young men, the young women to come to this program and help you compete at a high level. So uh, Bob has been awesome to be around. Uh, I just appreciate how he represents us, how he represents our program. He has a great deal of respect for our past and what has been uh, done here, and he wants to carry that legacy forward. So I'm very grateful for Bob being here.
0: On recruiting, it seems to be going well. I mean, even just this morning, I saw that there's a young man from Blaine High School, last name Brodzinski, his older brother. Well, he has one playing in the NHL that went to St. Cloud State, but he's got another older brother that played for the Gophers. It's a a legacy family here in Minnesota, the Brodzinski family. I saw that Bob flipped the commitment from St. Cloud State to the Gophers, and that's one of just a handful of examples the last few weeks. I mean, just checking Twitter. Seemingly, it seems like Bob's getting a recruit to commit like every every week. It seems.
1: Well, well, I think the key is it's establishing relationships. You know, you, you've got to be able to establish relationships with people, and, and again, he's got such a strong reputation. You know, I, I can tell you when I was doing my homework on Bob. You know, somebody told me you will not see another head coach in a rink more often than Bob Mosco. I mean, he loves to be in rinks. He loves to develop those relationships and meet the people, spend time with them. And so, again, I'm absolutely convinced we found the right person to continue to build upon our great legacy in Gopher Hockey.
0: Also absolutely convinced you found the right person to lead Gophers women's basketball. I mean, how is that dynamic <laughs> working so far? I mean, Lindsey's obviously over at Mayo Clinic Square or... You know, targets Target playing a game yesterday. I mean, she's got to balance the two. I mean, we knew that, but how's it going so far, the balancing of playing and her duties here?
1: Uh, she's been awesome. You know, I think Coach Reed made a comment uh, over the weekend or last week that nobody outworks Lindsey Whalen on a basketball court. I can tell you nobody outworks Lindsey Whalen as a coach. She just has that tireless work ethic, and, and she has exceeded every expectation. You know, she, she has been awesome. Uh, you know, from the the time, if you look, you know, you watched the game yesterday, and uh, when they introduced her, uh, you know, as Coach Whalen, which is awesome, right? And, and I remember, as I mentioned, we had some uh, off-camera, we had some friends over for dinner last night at our house, and we're watching the Lynx game because our softball game was going to come on right after that. Mm-hmm. And, and Lindsay shooting those two free throws with under, I think, a minute left in the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my fifth year uh, fifth grader, uh, Benjamin, is like, oh, there's Coach Whalen shooting free throws, mm-hmm. which is awesome, right? So that exposure, it's almost like an infomercial all summer for the WNBA for Minnesota basketball from a recruiting standpoint, which is awesome. But but Doogie, she has done a phenomenal job bouncing both, uh, you know, doing link stuff in the morning, coming here in the afternoon at night. She's hired a phenomenal staff. I mean, you're, you're aware of the staff she's hired from, you know, Kelly and Danny who were here before. Uh, they were both part of some of our great teams, part of our teams that went to the Final Four back uh, in 2004. Uh, Carly, who came from Mississippi State. That's a good hire. That is a phenomenal that hire. That me away. Yeah, and, and that's been underneath the radar screen, yeah, right? It and has, yeah. And, and again, what Carly, we talked about recruiting with Coach Matsko. You know, and if you look at what Carly's done from her. Mississippi State's been in the last two national championship mm-hmm. games. Uh, they've been on the national scene. They've brought mm-hmm. in legitimate, solid student-athletes to help that program grow, and we're absolutely convinced that Carly, Danny, Kelly, that group, uh, along with Lindsay, will provide her with the support we need to help this program continue to build upon that NCAA performance this past year.
0: Where are you at season tickets? I mean, those just uh, continuing to climb and climb and climb? They
1: are climbing. I, I think the last uh, night I heard is that we're over 600 new season tickets, uh, which is awesome. Uh, yeah. I-, I can tell you, Doogie, uh, I totally underestimated the impact it would have when we hired her. Obviously, I knew it would be impactful, but I I did not realize... uh, I mean, Doogie, I I go to mass. uh, I go eat Mm -hmm. breakfast. I go grab lunch, dinner, whatever it may be. I have complete strangers coming up to me saying... Thank you for hiring Lindsay Whalen. I was not ready for that. So she's been awesome. She's such a great ambassador. You know, and we've talked before, if there's a Mount Rushmore of athletes in the state of Minnesota, Lindsay Whalen's on that. On that. So, again, we're just grateful for that she came here, that she believed in our program. And, and what I love about Lindsay is when the very first time we sat down and talked about this opportunity, you know, she talked about the experience she had here at Minnesota, the impact it had on her life. And she's like, Mark, I just want to give back. I want people to experience the same thing I experienced when I played at Minnesota, and, and that's awesome. I mean, that gets me chilled and excited uh, that, that she feels that way, and I know she's going to do great things for us.
0: How are the other coaches handling that? I mean, there's egos involved. I mean, your high-profile coaches, the Patinos, the Flex, are they handling that okay that <laughs> Lindsey's getting
1: the spotlight? They, they have all been awesome. You know, I, I'll tell you a story. Dude. When we hired, uh, hired Lindsey, uh, we announced it the day of the spring football game. If you remember, we had to move mm-hmm. out the spring football game a couple yes. days yeah. uh, because of that, uh, the weather coming yep. in. And, and I walked into PJ's office that afternoon, and, and I said, hey, I just want to give you a heads-up, boss. We're going to hire Coach Whalen as, as our uh, new women's basketball coach. And he about jumped out of his shoes. He's like you are the smartest guy ever, and I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like recruiting. Everybody knows her. Everybody knows her name. Uh, you know, so been awesome. I know Richard and her have talked quite a bit, exchanged a lot of text messages. You know, the great thing about Lindsay, you know, she'll tell you, I've been coached my whole life, so I want feedback, I want input, I want to know how I can do things better. So she's been very open to receiving comment and feedback from our coaches, and I know she's sought out that comment from our coaches. So there's been no no issues at all from that standpoint.
0: I mean, I would have guessed that Fleck would have been like. Hey, spring game! Can you wait a day or two to make the announcement?
1: Not at all. He he, Fleck was was awesome, you know. And you know, it, what's amazing to me, you know, PJ. Uh, people don't understand. They obviously see him. You know, when he's doing interviews, when he's out at practice, what they don't see is him you know, being the first one to send our women's basketball team out to Oregon for the NCAA basketball tournament down in the hallway, high and all the kids, congratulating them. Uh, they don't see him going to gymnastics practice. They don't see him talking to different teams. You know, PJ is very involved in this department. He's very supportive. And, again, it's been an awesome response to having Lindsay here. And I truly feel like our core coo- coaching group here. I mean, if you look at John Anderson in baseball, you know, just think when his 25th Big Ten Conference Championship. Uh, you look at Hugh McCutcheon with volleyball, Steph Golan with soccer, Brad Frost. I could name Matt Bingle, just named Coach of the Year, some of the new coaches we brought in. We have such a good mixture of coaches right now, Kelly Kramer. And Swin- I mean, we just got a really good mixture of coaches, and I think the interaction, the camaraderie they have is phenomenal and helps feed to the culture we have here in the department.
0: All right, three more talking points, I'll let you go. Yeah. On John Anderson on baseball. Would you like to, to host a regional?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, we submitted a bid. We definitely want to host a baseball Financially,
0: region. though, is it a, yes. a solid bid?
1: Yep. We, okay. We've met all the financial requirements from the NCAA. You know, our, our goal, you know our history here. We have a strong, strong history of hosting postseason events. I think we had eight uh, championships this past year here mm-hmm. on campus, and and we submitted a bid to host baseball. Uh, I am a firm believer that uh, when you submit those bids, not only does it reward your program, but it gives your chan- your fans here a chance to see high-quality baseball teams coming in from across the country. So we have submitted a very competitive bid we want to host it Uh, i think that that team deserves to host it obviously we don't decide ultimately the ncaa decides and it could be like what happened to our softball program a year ago Uh, you know they're ranked number one in the country we don't get selected to host a site baseball's been ranked in the top 16 for the past several weeks we won eight all of our big 10 conference series this year we've won 10 in a row i mean we deserve to host uh, and so hopefully we get that bid and can host here on ciber field
0: on men's basketball so sort of disappointment I mean it seems like The two hires The assistant coach hires Are good hires All things considered Yeah But when you see guys Leave for seemingly <clears throat> Lateral moves And I get it Ben Johnson's got Maybe a new title With a raise But especially Ben I mean I get it Kamani wanting to Get back east But that was when I'm like Ben Johnson I mean he bleeds Maroon and gold And he's yeah. leaving For Xavier Yeah What was your reaction When when you saw two coaches leave Patino's staff, well, and a strength coach too, maybe. Yeah. Well.
1: Well. First off, I have complete confidence in Richard. Uh, you know, I did not know him at all. And if you remember when I was hired, mm-hmm. do you, when did you get rid of Richard? Uh, Richard, uh, what I really appreciate and respect about Richard is he doesn't make excuses. He doesn't point the finger to anybody else. Uh, you know, he took ownership when I think we were eight and twenty-four the year before I got mm-hmm. here. Uh, he took ownership. That's on me. We're going to fix it. They did fix it. Mm-hmm. This past year, obviously, with the injuries we had, off-the-court issues we had, um, not a good year. Richard would be the first one to tell you, extremely disappointed. Uh, we can't control when people come and go from that standpoint, but what I can tell you, having Rob Jeter, having Kyle Gage here, both former head coaches, uh, both have phenomenal recruiting ties. Uh, you know, I've had a chance to spend time with both of them, very, very capable and very willing to help this program do the next things. And and there's no doubt in my mind that our program, despite the disappointment last year, we're moving in the right direction. And and again, I have the utmost confidence in Richard and believe he's the right person for this program.
0: I'll leave you with this. Last week's decision by the Supreme Court to to allow states to legalize sports betting, how how does that impact you guys?
1: Well, it's going to impact everybody. And Dewey, I can tell you, you know, we've had a chance. You know, This has been on our radar screen for several months now, and we've had lots of conversations uh, with our office of general counsel. We've had conversations with the Big Ten Conference and with others. And, and what it's going to do, it's going to force us to continue to make sure we educate our student-athletes, we educate our coaches, we educate our staff, uh, because the most important thing is the integrity of the game. Right, and, and you always want to make sure you protect the integrity of the game and the integrity of the student-athletes. And so it's our job to make sure that as this thing progresses and moves forward, so that we continue to provide education, we continue to provide learning opportunities for our student-athletes, our staff, our coaches, to make sure that we always handle things the right
0: way and we always protect the integrity of the game. I mean, do you think there needs to be even more transparency, like on injuries? I mean, uh, you know the betters are seeking out last thing you want is for your student-athletes to be approached by, by somebody betting thousands of dollars trying to figure out, okay, how serious is that hamstring injury or how serious is, you name the injury.
1: Do you hit the nail on the head. You have just hit the nail. I think those are all things at the conference level we all need to discuss and understand. I mean, there's a reason why the NFL, they stand up on Monday morning and say, these players are out. Mm-hmm. These players are questionable, right? You just described it. So I think the Big Ten Conference needs to have conversations, which they are. We need to have conversations as institutions on how we're going to handle that information. But ultimately, again, the number one priority is to make sure we protect the integrity of the games that our student athletes participate in.
0: I always appreciate Mark Coyle's time. Piggybacking on what Mark said, it remains to be seen whether their bid is strong enough to host a regional for NCAA baseball. I know John Anderson would love to host. The Gophers are in a position, depending on how this week goes. At the Big Ten Tournament, but they certainly are in a position to host a regional. This is as good a chance as John has had in a number of years to advance past the regional round to the super regional round. But I do know there are some people, heck, they've reached out to me. I didn't seek them out saying, hey, you might want to check on the Gophers bid. Yes, they submit a bid, but you might want to check on how strong that bid is. I have tried to check. I just talked to Mark. All I can do is take Mark at face value that the bid is strong enough, but it remains to be seen whether the bid is indeed strong enough. On Bob Motzko and recruiting, there's some buzz that he will soon flip from Minnetonka High School. He's a Denver University commit, Bobby Brink. So I'm just telling you, Bob Motzko is doing an unbelievable job these first few weeks of recruiting, getting the Brodzinski brother the other day to flip from St. Cloud State. To the Gophers. He's gotten a few other kids, and now some buzz that Brink, who's one of the better players in the metro area, there's definitely buzz that Motzko has a good chance to land Brink. On Gophers football, according to his Twitter account, four star Juco defensive end Jermaine Johnson took a visit to the Gophers on Wednesday. He has many, many offers. The Gophers want him badly, so does Georgia. So does Nebraska, so does Oregon, so does Texas. P.J. Fleck doing very well so far when it comes to his 2019 recruiting class. We will wait and see if he can seal the deal on a pass rusher, Jermaine Johnson of Eden Prairie. All right, let's finish what Wolves here on Scoop Podcast episode 148. Then I will save some baseball notes, some draft notes involving some of the local talent plus Twins general manager Thad Levine, presuming that I can connect with him sometime on Thursday or Friday. So I will save baseball for Scoop Podcast episode 149. So I'll finish this podcast with Wolf stuff. On Carl Anthony Towns, he's not getting traded. The owner is not approving A Carl Anthony Towns trade. So, Uncle Mercy, no more. There's enough turmoil over there, angst, uneasiness. I've laid out a lot of it. Some of it also isn't true. I'm actually starting to feel sorry for Tom Thibodeau to a degree. I mean, that one story about the destruction of equipment just isn't true. But it's sad that people are out to maybe even get Tibbs. Who knows? But it's not like that blogger made up that piece of information. He was given that piece of information, even though it's not true. He was given it by somebody from the Wolves. So there are people there that seemingly want to see Tibbs go. Judd Zolgad, who is on 1500 ESPN, who writes for 1500ESPN.com, reported the other day that he knows of business folks who went to Wolves upper management, maybe even to ownership to say, hey, we are struggling to sell single game playoff tickets because fans don't like tom thibodeau now ultimately both games sold out so that's the bottom line but i do know that whether it's the business side the fan relations side there is a disconnect and again i've gone over a lot of the disconnect on previous scoop podcasts or in a number of interviews i still think a lot of the issues over there can be solved by adults having adult conversations i will add that I've tried again to get owner Glenn Taylor on. Now, as you know, if you listen to this podcast at all on a regular basis, you know that I've had Glenn on what? I've now been doing this podcast about two years. I bet I've had Glenn on seven times, eight times, nine times. He's as open an owner as there is. Forget this market. I really believe this. In all of sports, he will answer his cell phone. He answers his emails. Well, in this case, I reached out via email, and his assistant reached out back to me and said, hey, sorry, sorry. Glenn is rejecting all interview requests at this time. At some point, Glenn will talk again, but Glenn is not doing any interviews anytime soon. That is interesting. So he's not willing to come out and make some sort of public declaration that Tom Thibodeau and Scott Layden are safe, but I can just tell you there's zero sense from my end that Tibbs and Layden are in trouble. It appears they will get the 2018-2019 season. Then we will go from there. But I'm just saying, this is more me opining, but I'm just saying at some point the owner should come out, even if it's just a statement, you don't have to do interviews, but just put out a statement to say, hey, Tom Thibodeau and Scott Layden will be back in their current roles. So it is interesting that the owner just won't do anything, because now the national media is picking up on some of the issues here, wondering about towns, wondering about Wiggins with the Wolf shop Wiggins. I don't foresee any drastic changes this summer, but hey. It's not good when the national media continues to talk about, hey, this star player might not like it there, or that star player has some issues, or that Max player. We can debate whether Wiggins is any sort of star player, but hey, the Wolves need to shop that player because he doesn't get along with other guys, that there's a divide, Bulls players and guys that are in the Tibbs camp, and non-Bulls players. The Wolves not going to Carl Anthony Towns when they let go Vince or the whole Rick Brunson fiasco. I mean, I'm sure Glenn Taylor is absolutely embarrassed by the Rick Brunson fiasco. But it is interesting that Glenn is not willing to say a thing. And one way where all this stuff is impacting the Wolves, I can tell you, I won't name names, but there are some draft prospects that fit the mold of who the Wolves should be looking at at pick 20 that won't come in for a workout. Part of the reason is, well, hey, Tibbs doesn't play rookies. And the perception, and we know that at least some of this is reality, the toxic environment that exists at Mayo Clinic Square. Now, it's only fair to say many prospects are coming into town. The Wolves this week. Head prospects in on Tuesday. They'll have some more in on Friday. Thon Maker's brother was in on Tuesday, as was Alizé Johnson of Missouri State. Maker's brother is named Mature Maker. Mature Maker. A reminder that the Wolves keep all draft workouts private. Many teams, the Nuggets, the Lakers, go up and down the list. They open up draft workouts to reporters. Hey, it's a way to keep your team in the news during the month of May and into June if your team is done, if they're not playing in the postseason or eliminated from postseason play. The Wolves are one of those teams that like to keep everything private. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense from my standpoint, but it just means I need to dig more. Reed Travis from De La Salle High School, Stanford. He is in Friday, as is Alonzo Trier of Arizona. By the way, on Reed Travis, he still has another year of college eligibility if he wants. So he didn't hire an agent, so he could go back to school. If he does, keep an eye on Kentucky. Him graduate transferring from Stanford to Kentucky. Reed Travis workouts this week with the Nuggets, the Wolves, and the Warriors. Then he'll have to make a decision whether he goes back to school or keeps his name in the NBA draft. One thing he is weighing, I know, is next year's draft is a lot weaker than this year's. Reed Travis is an NBA player. It's a matter of when, not if. But don't be surprised if he plays another year of college basketball. Other local draft notes. Gary Trent Jr., at his first team workout on Wednesday, it was with the Lakers, GP Macura of Lakeville North, Trent Jr. from Apple Valley High School. Macura from Lakeville North, and Xavier is at the Pro Basketball Combine in the Orlando area this week. The Wolves do have a scout there. Also, the Wolves had a scout, were expected at least to have a scout Wednesday at the XL Agency Pro Day. They represent a number of pretty good draft prospects. That's what these agencies do. So the Wolves will be represented at a number of these agency workouts the next couple weeks. I can tell you at the Combine in Chicago, the Wolves were trying to sell their Euroleague Final Four tickets. So presumably they did not send anybody to the Euroleague Final Four to watch Doncic and a number of other pro prospects. We will keep you abreast on the Wolves situation. Obviously, now they're a national talker. But I'm just telling you, I don't think it's quite as bad as you might think. And Carl Anthony Towns isn't going anywhere. But to suggest, as I've said for many, many weeks that they're all holding hands over at Mayo Clinic Square, singing Kumbaya would be a joke, would be laughable. So even after 47 wins, TV ratings up, all the sellouts they had, corporate money up, there's still a lot of issues that need to be resolved this summer. We'll get into a bunch of baseball on Scoop Podcast episode 149. A reminder, support Skoll Marketing, skollmarketing.com online, 612 787 for a free 30-minute consultation. If you're a small business owner, Skull Marketing will help you in so many areas. Social media management and so many other areas as well. They are run by two former Google employees. They want to help the little guys compete. So they know how to make sure your company pops up on Google searches. They can just help you in so many different ways. They will help you make money. So if you're a small business owner in particular or a business owner in general... Think about utilizing Skoll Marketing. You can get a free 30-minute consultation by calling 612-787-SKOLL. That does it for Scoop Podcast episode 148.